Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dorm Discussions. This is your host, Owen Campbell, and today it is Wednesday, January 6th. It is 5.42 p.m., and today you guys are going to be introduced to a new guest of the podcast, a buddy of mine from high school, Evan Redepenning. He is currently a student at the University of Minnesota, um, and I'm really excited for today's episode. We're going to dive deep into the NFL, um, recap the Week 17 games. There was a lot of playoff positioning on the line. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to get into the this weekend's matchups and the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs are starting this weekend with the wild card round, so we're going to run through each of those matchups and kind of uh, say what we're looking for and what we expect to see out of the game, who we think is going to win, uh, give some Super Bowl predictions, and all that good stuff. Um, so really excited for that. But but before we get into the, the sports talk today, um, I just want to say to anybody in the D.C. area, you know, be safe. It's crazy what's going on out there right now with people, protesters breaking into the, the U.S. Capitol and whatnot. Um, and it's just it's just awful. I mean, it's just a terrible look for America. It's a terrible look for us as American citizens. It's a terrible look. It's just it's just embarrassing, frankly. Um you know, we turn the page into 2021 and it's New Year, same crap, you know. Um, we've really, we've really got to figure out, figure it out. It's, you know, it's, it's like, you almost feel helpless as, as a citizen. I mean, I'm a, I'm a college kid, college student, um, you know, and it's like, what, and the, the thing that I can't wrap my head around is like, you know, America always preaches like American pride and we're, you know, basically we're better than everybody else, this, that, and the other. And we can't even get our shit right in our own country. I mean, we, we've got, you know, people fighting, protesting for the past, who knows, you know, like past six months. Um, it's just, it's just sad and disheartening. Um, and you know, hopefully I think, you know, and the one thing I will say is I, I am hopeful, especially for, you know, this younger generation, like my generation growing up, um, I think over this past summer, you almost kind of had to wake up a little bit. And if, you know, if you weren't paying attention to the news this summer and what was going on around the world, then, you know, when are you going to pay attention? Um, so I think I'm hopeful for the next generation that, you know, we, we really can make the world a better place. We really can. We really do have that power. Um, and, you know, as the next generation of adults, we got to keep fighting for change. We got to keep fighting for equality. We got to keep fighting to make, you know, the world a better place for, for everybody living in it. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to touch on that. You know, again, anybody in the D.C. area, be safe. I think they uh, set a curfew for tonight um, out there. Um, so hopefully they can get that situation in control. But the next clip you guys will hear uh, will be Evan, Evan in Evan's introduction, and then we'll get into the, the sports talk and the NFL talk. So, yeah, thanks for listening today and enjoy today's episode. So I'm joined now by Evan. Uh, Evan, say hello. What's going on, guys? Um, so, yeah, Evan, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, longtime friend of the uh, the show here, um, recent addition. Uh, I've known Owen here, uh, I think, since we started playing baseball together back in seventh grade, back when he, you know, really hated me for having big feet. I think I still um, don't. I still don't believe that story. <laughs> <laughs> A story for another time, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, current uh, student 
third year student at the University of Minnesota. Um, and unfortunately, an avid fan of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, I think I've pretty much watched every game since Adrian Peterson's 2012 MVP season. And yeah, that's a little painful. Yeah, it's it's been rough. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, just a little background. So as Evan mentioned, um, you know, he's the new member to the Sports <laughs> Unleashed group or whatever you know we want to call it um but yeah he's he's the big nfl guy big vikings guy um so yeah and just super excited to have him on board for the for the operation um still hate him for having the big feet but (laughs) whatever we can get past it um and then yeah just a couple announcements for sports unleashed um we now have a website up and running um so go check that out it's just www.sportsunleashed.org and you can find blog posts there. Typically, it's just us ranting about shit. <laughs> um, and, you know, with the playoffs coming up, we're going to have a lot coming up with that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, Minnesota sports stuff and opinion pieces, um, game recaps, power rankings, as we mentioned, and and much more. Um, so be sure to go check out the website. And going to keep shamelessly plugging the social medias. So go ahead and follow the Instagram, uh, sports unleashed official and i think it's actually sports underscore unleashed underscore official for technicalities um so if you go give that a follow that would be greatly appreciated um but i already kind of touched on the outlook of the episode so we're gonna hop into the week 17 recap um you know discuss some of those games and then uh give our thoughts on the uh the playoff picture coming up here so yeah without further ado we're just gonna jump into it so as we mentioned, um, you know, let's start with the Vikes as always. Uh, they ended up beating the Lions in Week 17. I think it was like 37 to 35. Um, Kirk played great, won Offensive Player of the Week he in the NFC. Yep. Um, and yeah, what were your thoughts on the Vikings win? I mean, it was a pretty meaningless game, but still a good win. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I think it might have been the most irrelevant football game, you know, in terms of you know what what the guys out there were playing for, but. You know, Kirk Cousins came into the game saying, you know, this is the first game of 2021. Let's put out put best foot forward. Um, and he really did. What, like over 400 yards, four total TDs. I mean, the guy played. And really without him, we would not have even beaten the Lions. The defense just continues to just disappoint. Yeah, they put up 35 on us. And yeah, Matthew just... Stafford's playing with like a broken thumb, like bruised ribs, the whole nine. I mean, the season, it's its embarrassing. I mean, I feel bad for Zim on, on one hand because, you know, pretty much the entire D-line and linebacking core just depleted this yeah, season. Yeah, some of that you just can't control. Two you know? starting corners that are rookies. You know, there's a lot of upside for next season, but I think you got to see if Zim can get this thing turned around. Yeah, I will say it was a good good way to close out the season. I mean, just... I know it was meaningless, but for morale, if not, for sure. nonetheless, and <laughs> you know, sure. it's great to see Kirk play well. Um, you know, you just wrote a blog about uh the week seventeen recap, and you mentioned the Kirk slander, and I think a lot of the times it's just easy to blame the quarterback so for a easy. team struggles, and you know, Kirk, he's not a guy that you watch and you're like, holy shit, look at Kirk go. I mean, no, and that's just not what we brought him here to be. Right. I mean, like you go rewind to 2017 and. We were just looking for a guy that could do what Case Keenum did on a consistent basis, and he's done that and far more. It's just we don't have that defense anymore. 
we don't have that that offensive line. I mean, we didn't have a good offensive line then, but at least they were performing at a respectable level. Right. Like, this is just embarrassing. Yeah, there's only so much you can do when, you know, as we mentioned last podcast, Daniel Hunter's been out, like, all year. Oh, yeah. Um, again, you know, the defense has just been beat up, but Kirk, Kirk looked good. Um, oh, and on the other note, it's just, like, before we move on, I just want to say, like, I mean, what people like what what have we had up to this point like since brett Favre left like what what what, what, what have you had Be- beggars can't be choosers man that, beggars can't be yeah choosers. exactly like christian ponder teddy they're you know just not as good as kirk that's yeah. it's as simple as that i think sometimes too and you know today's nfl you see all these dual threat guys and you wish your quarterback could kind of do a little bit more of that and you know, that's that's been my thing with Kirk is, like, I wish he would use his legs more because... He's got the tools. He's got the tools. Got I mean, he tools. can at least, you know, get out of the pocket and extend the play, even if you're not rushing for 100 yards like Lamar Jackson. Um, and but, that, that's, like, really the one argument that, like, I can totally get behind is, like, my, my roommate at school, Nate Wanmacher, a little shout-out there, you know, he despises Kirk Cousins. But <laughs> not because he's a bad quarterback. He just doesn't like the guy. And, like, I, I can see that, like... Kirk does shit. I'm just like, you know what, Kirk? What are you doing? Like, I'm gonna <laughs> rip my hair out. Just, I don't know. Like, I, I can understand not liking the guy, but 35 touchdowns. He's gotten better here every single year. I mean, you just at at a certain at a certain point, you got to be like, there's there's other problems with this organization. Right. It's right. not all on <clears throat> Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Well, so I mean, do you think the Vikings can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback? I mean, if we surround him with the right pieces on defense, etc. I think that if Kirk Cousins was in a San Francisco 49ers uniform last season, they are Super Bowl champions. <laughs> I think if he was in an L.A. Rams uniform the year before that, they're Super Bowl champions. And I think those coaches would want him over their current quarterbacks. And, and Ooh, in fact, Jared Goff, you're taking Kirk over Goff? I take over oh, yeah. Jimmy G. Jimmy G for sure. I mean, literally their coach... His first choice was Kirk over Jimmy G. He verbally he wa- really? admitted that he wanted Kirk Cousins to play quarterback for him, but he already signed here. I mean, the league respects Kirk. It's just the fans don't. And I think the big thing right now is just, Frank. I, and I love Zim. I love Zim and what he's been able to do here. But you have to be more than one-dimensional as a coach. And you have to be able to read when your offense is ready to take a step to being a passing offense instead of just strictly run Delvin Cook into the ground, like you have to realize, oh my god, okay, we, we've got the talent. Do we have the offensive line for that? I mean, you got to be able to that's, protect Kirk. That's at the that thing. Point, it's just like know? how many years in a row do we are we gonna have this just garbage offensive right, line? Right. I don't even know how you build an offensive. I feel like we've been drafting guys too. I mean, like Pat Elfline, Garrett Bradbury. I think a few years back, just guys that haven't panned out, or I right. don't even know where they are now. Right. And you know, in 2017, we had Tony. Oh, not Soprano. Was it Soprano? That's a coach, I think. Yeah, he was our O-line coach, and, you know, he really got the guys to buy in, and that's a super underrated part of a team, I think, is your offensive line coaching. And, unfortunately, he passed away, and ever since then, our, oh, I do just, remember that. our yeah. offensive line has never recovered. <clears throat> yeah. And so, I, you know, I mean, I agree. And I think that, you know, I, what was it, Trent, Trent – uh, Trent Richardson, Trent Williams, the uh, the tackle um, that actually played with Kirk Cousins in Washington. You know, he became available, and the Vikings decided not to make a move, and, you know, he went and just had a Pro Bowl season elsewhere. So it's just like... <laughs> Where's he at now? I, bl- I want to say he's in San Fran. Okay. 
Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned Zim. I, I don't know. I think Zim's a good coach. I don't really know enough, but, like, he, he, they showed a, you know, a lot of guys around the hot seat. I think Adam Gase just got fired. Um, yep. Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. I love him. He Well, he just got fired, I too. think he – I was actually going to bring that up. I think that Minnesota's got to bring him in at offensive coordinator next year with Kubiak leaving, and I think that that's a season where you're like, all right, Zim, you're getting your players back. You're getting your decor back. You got to make it work on defense because, you know, that's what you're here for. That's right. that's your thing. And like this season was just embarrassing. Like no matter what players you have out there, you just looked incapable. Well, at yeah, times. that that Saints game too on Christmas Day where they just did whatever they oh, wanted. I mean, man. the defense was like Swiss cheese. Um, yeah. but Zimmer was on a he ESPN showed a graphic and it was like coaches on the hot seat and it's like are they keeping their job or losing their job. You know, like you said, I think you got to give Zimmer another year at least for with sure. a healthy team. For sure. And I love Zim. Like, I really do. And it, it breaks my heart to even suggest that we should move on because, you know, before him, that's another. Like, before Kirk, we had no quarterback stability. Before Zim, we had no coaching stability. And it's really an underrated thing to have to just string together a lot of winning seasons. And this is Zim's, I think, first losing season since he came here yeah which is pretty impressive and yeah and like that just always having a team in the mix is huge that's huge it is huge um and you know this year again we we could have made the playoffs but that i look at the start of the season we 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 wouldn't have gone anywhere in the playoffs well yeah 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 but we start off one and five you know just a couple of those games swing um different direction and we're in the mix but let's move on to justin jefferson um he just set the nfl uh, record for receiving yards by a rookie, correct? In Phenomenal. History. Yep. Um, 1,400 yards. Yeah. Passing Randy Moss and then like Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Yeah. yeah. Anquan Bolden. Um, I know where you stand on this, but is he the rookie of the year this year? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no question. <clears throat> I mean, just as, sim- as simply put, I mean, Justin Herbert, you know, he's, he's surprising <laughs> and he's really good, but. At a certain point, just because you're a quarterback, like you got to compare him to other quarterbacks in the league. And frankly, he didn't even play as well as Kirk Cousins did this One, year. His team was bad, you know. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. What's the difference between him having a 7-9 record and less touchdowns than Kirk? I mean, Kirk had a 7-9 record, more touchdowns. Like, right. I don't know. Like, And Justin Jefferson gets selected to represent the NFC at the Pro Bowl. So it's just like, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he deserves it. Um, no bias, obviously, <laughs> but um, you know, just like it, it's tough to put up those numbers as a wide receiver. I mean, if you're the quarterback, you got the ball in your hands every fucking play. Frankly, I think an underrated uh, candidate, I think, comes in third behind Herbert, but Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, Indy. well, I think he finished third in rushing yards total, which is unbelievable as a rookie. And the guy was just impressive. Yeah, he's a big piece of that Colts offense. But, um, yeah, let's move on from the Vikes game and dive into some other games. Um, you know, there was a lot of playoff uh, positioning on the line. Um, the Dolphins versus Bills. Uh, the Dolphins were – they had a chance to clinch the playoffs, which would have been it super did. cool. It would have been, You know, yeah. Tua. Um, and just Miami in general. I mean, they've been a bad team yeah. recently. But they just got stomped out. Tua threw three interceptions. Uh, he had one pick six. Um, Miami scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. The game was – 56 to 26 it ended up so it wasn't even that close um you know what are your thoughts on that game and do you see the bills are they a threat in the playoffs oh you know come when we do our predictions here in a little bit i'll talk a little more about the bills but i am loving the bills right now i mean stefan diggs home run for them i mean 
you know, I think that's just one of those trades that works out perfectly for both organizations, you know. Um, I don't know. Diggs just supercharged that offense and and, uh, Josh Allen. And, you know, on the side of the Dolphins, it is heartbreaking because, you know, you come in, you're already in a playoff spot and you just give it up and it's just not even close. That game, not even close. You get beat by the Bills backups at the end of the game badly. And frankly, I was more pulling for the Dolphins because of Ryan Fitzpatrick and just an outside hope at him maybe getting a playoff start because I think he deserves it. Yeah. Well, what to, was his uh, deal? Was he injured or was it a yeah, COVID? I think he was I'm injured. not sure exactly what it was or but even if, if he would have been able to be back. If he's but, healthy, I mean, you probably got to start Fitz. I would have started Fitz. I would have started Fitz. I mean, the guy plays with heart I everywhere mean, I, he is. Yeah, dude. And, you know, people are like, well, Tua's the future. You got to give him a leash. Like, dude, he... I mean, he just ha- he hasn't looked that impressive. Tua is not. I mean, I'm not sold on Tua, and I think not the Dolphins should even consider looking. I mean, they're going to be, what, a top top five pick? I would consider looking at quarterbacks. Are they going to be a top five pick? I think so. Really? How does that happen? Uh, I th- Honestly, I'm not. That's right. Tired. Okay, we got Jake oh. here with us. <laughs> Stats guy. Stats guy. Yep. yep. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Tua just hasn't looked that impressive, and you look at – you know, his Alabama counterpart, Jalen Hurts. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Give me Jalen Hurts. Peterson doesn't run. agree, though. But Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a damn shame for the Dolphins. Um, You know, just to not even put up a fight. Just to, you know, really depressing, really. But um, move on from that game. I don't know. Is there anything else? Uh, nah, I'll talk more about the Bills in a bit. But yeah, yeah, we'll get into the playoff I mean, matchups. Oh, actually, speaking of the Dolphins one more time, you know, what uh, – Brian Flores, their coach, has done there is unbelievable. Pretty impressive. That guy has just supercharged them with the New England Patriots culture, I think. Yeah, well, that defense is no joke, too. Phenomenal. I mean, they played horrible against the Bills. Let's not get that wrong. Well, when you got a quarterback who's turning it all over. Exactly. It's hard to to be successful on defense when your offense is playing like that. But, yeah, I think that – there's good things coming in in Miami. Yeah, which is exciting. I think Xavier Howard is one guy to mention on Miami. I think he had, I don't know, the most interceptions since like yeah. Antonio Cromartie or some yep. shit. Um, Impressive. Yeah, super cool. So then moving on to uh, the Browns and Steelers game. Uh, the Browns they clinched the playoffs, man. That's awesome. It, it's it's I love so it. cool. First time since 2002. But you know. It wasn't that pretty, and no. <laughs> against Mason Rudolph, you only win by two points, and I think they had a chance to tie it with a two-point conversion. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing: is okay on the side of the on the side of the Browns, good for them. Really happy for Kevin Stefanski. It's yeah. tough to see another you know Viking <laughs> yeah. go be successful elsewhere. It seems to be a common theme, but I am happy for him. He's a good guy, and I think that he's the perfect foil to baker mayfield's uh per- persona there um you know it's gonna be tough i think for them without him you know getting covid yeah come playoff time yeah but we'll get into that more too yeah it's for big sure. news coming out of cleveland and you know these two teams are gonna be in a rematch and the interesting thing i think on the side of the steelers will be i think mason rudolph really showed that he can hit the deep balls and that is just <sighs> something that has not do. that it just hasn't been happening in pittsburgh at all this season. So what you started Mason Rudolph? I no, I'm not. I'm saying I'm saying what I'm saying is, can you continue that? Can you get Big Ben to take those shots because they have the tools there? Claypool is a threat. Yeah, they got they got weapons. It's just like Big Ben just has not taken the shots this season for whatever reason, and I think Rudolph shows that they can do it. And I think that what he showed is that it's gonna be on Big Ben to be able to take those shots because I think the Browns are very. 
susceptible to that. Yeah. Well, the Steelers are an interesting story. I mean, they started off the year 11 and 0 or whatever it was, 12 and 0, and people were having conversations. Is this team going undefeated? <laughs> and then they lose like three straight, one to the Bengals. It's like, what's going on with Pittsburgh? Yeah. I um, think that'll be a fun rematch come play. Yeah. Out it'll be their third time playing this year. The Browns. Uh, obviously won this past matchup, but the Steelers stomped the shit out of them earlier in the yep. year, thirty-eight to seven. Yep. Um. So yeah, it'll be you know fun rematch. Great to see Cleveland in the playoffs. Um. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then moving on from that game, we had the Colts and Jaguars, and the Colts clinched the seven seed with this win. Um, the Jaguars locked up the number one pick. <laughs> um. So not much to mention there, really. Um. Are the Jags? The Jags get Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, Jags are taking Trevor. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think the big takeaway from that game is that you know Jonathan Taylor coming on huge as of late, and you know I'll talk about this a little bit more when we when we talk about predictions, but they are going to need him come playing the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, uh, that that's going to be super important for them. Yep, and then. Rams Cardinals. I know this is a game you were kind of tuned into. I was very excited. I mean, surface level, it seemed like it was gonna be the game of the week. Just did not turn out that way. <laughs> well, yeah, because they whoever won that game was in. Yep. Um, the Rams ended up winning eighteen to seven. Weird game. Uh, Goff was out. John Walford got the start for the Rams. Love that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Kyler Murray played, but kind he of. ended up going out. Yeah, just um, weird. Just yeah, a weird game. He, he he was injured in the week prior. Um. So maybe, you know, he probably wasn't 100% or what. But, um, you know, the Rams sneak in. So good for them. It'll be interesting to see if Goff comes back. It sounds like he's preparing himself to play. But. Yeah, I think word is that he'll he'll be ready. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, Wolford honestly showed more heart than I've ever seen Goff show. <laughs> but um, I, I mostly just feel bad for Larry Fitzgerald in this one. You know, I was, I've been a big Cardinals fan all year. And, you know, they were unbelievable earlier this this season but they yeah. just kind of fell apart as the year went on yeah which is i feel for deandre hopkins too oh man you know, yeah but just... you know i think bright future it's just tough yeah. for larry you know retiring this season has he made the playoffs at all he's been to a super bowl but oh, they, okay. they ended up losing i believe to the big ben led pittsburgh, pittsburgh yeah. steelers yeah 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 um so then titans versus texans this game turned out to be a shootout uh 41 to 38 um, you know, something to note here, Derrick Henry passes 2,000 yards. He rushed for 34 carries, 250 yards, and two touchdowns. So good for him. Good for him. You know, um, 2,000 yards, that stuff. is uh, yeah, unreal. Yeah. The guy is truly a mutant straight out of an X-Men movie. It's <laughs> unbelievable. But I think the bigger story here, it's got to be Deshaun Watson. I mean, the guy has just not had a bad game this season. He has been nothing short of unbelievable for a team that just absolutely sucks. Talk I about mean, feeling bad for a guy. It is I mean. just unfortunate. It doesn't look to be. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon for him, which it's got to be just the biggest wasted talent. Get him out of there. Trade him. Bring him to Minnesota. All right, we'll Come take on. him. We'll take him off your hands, Houston. Um, and then the last game I really want to touch on. Um, and I have some strong feelings <laughs> about this game. But the Washington football team versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And this oh, yeah. was a Sunday night game. Washington uh, clinched the NFC East title in this game. Uh, the game ended up being 20-14. to 14, Washington won. Um, I'll start with you. What were your takeaways? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm going to leave the little last snippet there for you. I think yeah. I know what you're going to be touching on. But 
I love the football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot wait to see them go up against the Bucks. That'll be a fun matchup. It it's underrated, I think. Underrated matchup. I agree. Chase Young playing well. I think he could really do some damage in that game. Um whatever Ron Rivera is doing there, whatever the the ideology or the staff that he brought down there, it seems to be working. And you know, I don't I don't know. It seems like getting rid of that nickname uh is a one-to-one <laughs> correlation with them all of a sudden becoming at least a half respectable organization that's what was holding them back yeah i mean geez <laughs> yeah that's funny um it'll be interesting to see they've got a little quarterback situation going on too alex smith started the game against philadelphia but he's nursing a calf injury and ron rivera has mentioned maybe platooning or rotating him and taylor heineke yeah i mean i think you gotta go with smith if as long healthy. as he's healthy yeah, right um especially because i think the team is really going to rally around him um I, yeah i'm just you know every time that guy gets hit i just kind of wince a little bit and yeah. just i'm it's, like it's like watching a, a child out there it's it's scary i mean it's amazing the dude doesn't have a prosthetic leg oh right my now. goodness yeah like, um super cool story but you know philadelphia i have a real fucking issue with this game <laughs> <laughs> i just do this game and again philadelphia's not playing for anything right? Right, right so um but you know if washington loses this game if the eagles win the giants are in the playoffs and you know, I'm not no pity for Giants if fans. If you want to be in the playoffs, win more than six. Win games. more than six games. Yeah, so I'm not making any excuses for them. But you know, Doug Peterson, I think, should be banned from the NFL. Here, here's the thing for me is you know, obviously we've seen tanking before in every league, but including the NFL. This was I've, so blatant. I've I mean, just, never seen it. Ha- like, I think every other time that it has happened, it is like from the top down. The organization is like, you know what, you know, the owners, they get together like it's in our best financial interest to screw this team over however we can. But I don't I've never seen a coach and players like physically try to lose a game because no coach wants to be known for that. No coach wants to lose games. No players want to lose games. I've never seen anything like that. It seemed like Peterson had like literally told some of his guys, like, oh, let's jump off sides at the worst possible moments let's right. throw some picks at the worst moment like it's just unbelievable yeah so for some context it was a 17 to 14 game going into the fourth quarter and doug peterson makes the the wise decision <laughs> to go with nate sudfeld who had thrown i think like 25 career pass attempts coming into this game he's been in philly for four years you know whatever um Jalen Hurts, he wasn't playing great. He was 7 of 20 for, like, less than 100 yards. Um, I think maybe he threw an interception, but he had rushed for two touchdowns, so he was responsible for all of their offense. Um, And then, yeah, in the fourth quarter, he just decides to throw Nate Sudfeld in, and on the first possession, he throws just a horrible interception on (laughs) on the second throw of the game. And then the fumble, I I had to watch it. I, I didn't watch the game, but... Oh my God! I mean, he just didn't catch the ball <laughs> just, on the snap. Yeah, just like clearly, so it, it literally looked like everybody that was on the field had the same idea that they were trying to lose. Right. And it's just like I'm almost like you know Peterson is yeah I, I think good friend of the show as well Noah Tran made a comment on your your post. Um, you know Peterson's not the coach Philly needs. It's the coach they deserve. And I've never never heard anything put better in my life. The guy. <laughs> is just a Philadelphia scumbag through mm-hmm. and through. And, you know, if he really was trying to screw over the Giants, that is just so funny to me. Like, it just seems like such a Philly thing to do. Yeah. Peterson just seems like a Philly guy through and through. I hate Philly, but, you know, it just seems like a Philly guy to well, me. Well, yeah, I remember I remember the Vikings uh, game 
the playoff game, oh, the NFC man. Championship against Philly. It was at Philly, and you know, I think like fans were throwing fucking drinks at like elderly yeah. Vikings fans. <laughs> it's just, just ugly, un- unreal. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, and again, I have no problem with taking either, and I understand if it's for the betterment of your team, if it's, but why don't you fake an injury or some shit? Seriously. Like, why don't you at least try to cover it up? Act like, you know, and sit Jalen Hurts. And he's a rookie. He wants the reps and he wants to win. Right. It's just, it's unreal. And if you really wanted Sudfield some snaps, why would it be just the last few possessions? It's just unreal. It's like, if you're really trying to do that, have them like split quarters or halves or something. Well, and why, yeah, why are you, why do you want him to have snaps anyway? Like a feel good story? Yeah, he's been here for a few years. He deserves it. Like as a coach, don't you want just one more win against a division rival? Like, come on. And, and, you know, there was reports about players like, wanting to get in physical altercations with Doug Peterson. I don't fucking blame them. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, man. Dude, I, wish, I wish there was a video of him getting just socked in the face. By... Well, and, you know, I think he already lost the team with For how he's sure. managed the Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts situation. Just a joke of a coach. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. And, you know, I, I just hate it for professional sports. I mean, you wonder why people question the integrity of professional sports. Right. And Especially... if tanking is real and, you know, people can't watch it because – Half the times guys are trying, half the times guys aren't. And this time, coaches aren't trying. And yeah, and that just, just sets a bad precedent. It, it sets really an does. awful precedent. I totally agree. Um, so, yeah, fuck Philly. They're <laughs> glad they didn't make the playoffs. Another reason to hate Philadelphia. Yeah, and Doug Peterson shouldn't get to keep his job. He just shouldn't. Um, but I digress. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll move on to the, uh, this weekend's uh, playoff matchups now. So moving on to this weekend uh, in the playoff matchups, we're st- we'll start on Saturday. And the first matchup of the weekend is the number two Bills versus the number seven seeded Colts. Um, and yeah, what do you what are you looking for in this game? Do you think the Colts can pull off the upset? Um, here's 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 my thoughts on this game. If if you're approaching this from the Colts standpoint, you really only have one avenue at- of attack to slow down this Bills offense right now, and that is. Keep handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor and pray to God your offense can just stay on the field for like I don't know the entire game. Keep that Bills <laughs> offense, keep that Bills offense off the field. Just try to I don't know slow them down on defense and just keep the ball out of their hands. Um, you know I think Philip Rivers is going to be playing some desperate football. Uh, yeah. this could be his last season. Um, and I really like the Colts. You know I think that they have a bright future if they can find the right guy after him to come in. Um. But, yeah, I think that this one really comes down to Jonathan Taylor. But, in all honesty, I have the Bills just steamrolling them. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for the Colts to do it. Um, and I don't know if the Colts' offense is really explosive enough. The only the only thing I think you can say about Buffalo is if they can run the ball enough. I mean, what if Josh Allen, you know, isn't doing his Superman stuff? You know, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I mean, I yeah, I don't entirely trust that running game but just the way that they've been playing lately and you know playoff football is all about getting hot at the right time right. the bills have maybe been the hottest offense in the league yeah these past couple of weeks um i mean just annihilating a really good miami defense um so yeah I, I mean i don't think that this game will be much of a problem for the bills um yeah my prediction is bills, bills win. yeah we'll <laughs> take the bills um the line is Minus six and a half Buffalo. Are you taking do you think Buffalo covers? Yeah. 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 Win by more than touchdown, I would agree. Um then the next game on Saturday 
is the number three seeded Seahawks versus number six Rams in the NFC. That game uh, kicks off at 3.40 p.m. And I think the big storyline in this game, as we mentioned, is who's going to be the quarterback for the Rams? I mean, is it going to be Goff? Is it going to be Walford? Um, and, yeah, I mean, do you, what do you think of this game, Seahawks-Rams? Yeah, actually, I think this is my my one of two of the games to watch come Wild Card weekend, um, just because I think it's one of the more – interesting matchups I think it's the third time these teams will meet um and you know I think that it's less important who's going at quarterback for the uh Rams but it's more about can the Seahawks offense just get it together I mean they were nearly unstoppable on that d-line Aaron Donald's coming yeah and that Rams defense has been just trouble for Russell Wilson the first two times they've played I mean I trust Russ a lot and I think that the, he will be able to get it together come come playoff time because he always has, and he's always been so clutch. And really, the Rams have just not impressed me that much this year, yeah. um, especially as of late. But, yeah, their defense is definitely something scary. And I think that that's going to be their avenue of winning is just putting a lot of pressure on Russ and just hoping to put up enough points to outlast him. Well, yeah, Russ is probably going to have to pull off some of his heroics. Yeah. I mean, he just is, and that – that all line has always been an issue for Seattle these past couple of years, and I think this year is no different. Um, and, you, you know, like we said, Aaron Donald, that D-line is scary. Um, do you even think Walford is that much of a downgrade from Goff? Or? I think he is a downgrade. But, uh, I don't, I don't, like, how much does it change their game plan, you know? Uh, you know, not a lot. I think that Sean McVay is obviously a, a very talented play caller yeah. on offense, and I think he he'll, be able to figure, he'll be able to figure it out uh, regardless. And I think... The guys just like that Wolford's, you know, he's he's playing. I mean, he's he's just got heart. What's he even his deal? Is he a young guy or? Wolford, he was a AAF guy, so the uh, folded league AAF, um, what American Alliance of Football, whatever okay. they called that. Um, and then he was uh, a finance guy, actually. Nice. So uh, you know, it, my my uh, my field here in school, so. You know, hopefully I can make a, a run like him someday. But it's a quarterback. I, I, oh yeah. yeah, NFL quarterback. Yep, yep. Um, no, but yeah, like I'm pumped for this guy. I love, I love him. But uh, you know, just obviously not that talented. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, like he definitely has his limitations. I mean, Goff's got all the talent in the world. Just seems like a statue out there. Just no heart at all. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. This game, I'm almost tempted to pick the Rams. <sighs> I. This is maybe the hardest there's maybe the hardest game for me to pick it's tough they have I, they have I, seattle yeah. the line open at seattle minus four and a half favorites so and i think that i'm gonna have seattle winning by like a late field goal yeah i think that's what it comes down to for me i think just i really don't think it's gonna be an offensive game whatsoever it's gonna be a, a dog i think fight. it's gonna be just a gross yeah. grimy defensive battle i think russ is just gonna make something happen at the end of the game to get them just the three points they need <laughs> yeah to it's gonna be like three to three coming down the stretch fourth yeah. and ten. <laughs> russell wilson's gonna yeah. scramble make a play um win them the game so yeah we'll, we'll see i'll go rams on the fucking upset but I, I i can i can see that yeah and then this game the nightcap um is maybe you mentioned it's one game you're looking forward to. I am too. Washington, Tampa, number four versus number five in the love NFC. It. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Chase Young said after their Sunday night win. He wants Tom. Tom, I want Tom. I'm coming for you, Tom. And, you know, I think that it's funny. I think that the Bucks wanted this matchup, and I'm just not 
entirely sure why. I don't. I don't either. I think of the teams in the playoffs, sneakily the football team matches up with Tampa pretty well. Like, first of all, the Bucks are gonna be on the road. Not that it really matters because you know it's just yeah. I don't know. No fans Washington, anyway. No fans, but. Regardless, like this defense can play. This defense really, and they've played all year. Really can play. I mean, they've given like, they've, many they've teams beaten, troubles. They've beaten good teams. They've shut down good offenses. If Chase Young can get to Tom, like that's the, the one thing this season that has really just put the Tampa offense on its ass. Is just when Tom is under pressure, he just can't. And like, yeah, like when that. he gets flustered, you know, it can kind of like spiral. And then you know, if he can't get Antonio Brown going or Mike Evans, you know. Also, just never underestimate a team playing behind a cause, and I think that cause is Alex Smith. So, yeah, and, I, I, and, you know, like you mentioned Ron Rivera, you know, yeah. I think he's really getting his guys to play hard. Just a disrespected franchise that wants to prove itself a coach. You know, he, he's been to the Super Bowl, really wants that Super Bowl ring. You know, I think that it's an underrated team. I mean, they really are. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the Bucks have been, you know, one of the hottest teams coming For into sure. the playoffs. They've got scored. Got to give Tom his respect. Forty touchdowns. That's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, they've scored ninety-one combined points the past two weeks, but they've played some some cupcakes. I think they played the Lions and then the the Falcons. Um, they put up forty-four points and forty-seven points respectively. But um, you know this Washington defense isn't the Lions' defense. You know, and we no, mentioned the yeah. pass rush. Um, you know, can Tampa get the run game going and then? You know, we we talked about the Washington quarterback troubles a little bit, but I think that's going to be another storyline too. Is if the Washington, I mean, can they can that offense be explosive enough to keep up with Tampa you know, Bay? They've had they've had good success at times with they've had Gib- Gibson at running back. Yeah. He's been he's been and good. McLaurin special. Yep, good receivers. Um, I think that Alex Smith just has to be the game manager that he's been his whole career. I mean, really, like. That's what he's there for. I just think that the past few weeks he's put the ball in harm's way a few too many times. If you're going to be a game manager, you can't turn the ball over. Yeah. So I think that's the key for them. No, don't turn the ball over. Let your defense go to work. Play the possession game. And just hope that those deep shots from Tampa Bay don't work out because when they, when they haven't, the Tampa Bay offense has been pretty mediocre. Yeah, they're, I think they're very beatable. And, you know, this I think people are kind of taking this game for granted, honestly, and I, I understand how you could. I mean, Tampa Bay is coming sure. in eleven and five, Washington's six and eight, or or no, that's not right. What are they? Uh, yeah, seven like and seven. They're and below five hundred. Seven and nine, um, I think. And so they were talking about it on first take too, and Max Kellerman was they the question was asked, which I might ask you later, um, which quarterback is under the most pressure in the postseason? And Max Kellerman was saying Tom, because you just can't lose to Washington, but why not? I mean, Washington is like. Like we said, a, a good defense, um, you know, it's just – it kind of feels like a, a trap game almost. It, oh, it really does. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, super excited to watch that. I think the line is Tampa Bay minus eight, or it opened up at. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I have the guts to pick Washington in that game. You know, I really wanted to for a bit there. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm going to go with Tampa because They'll pull through. I mean, they have they have a defense. They have the weapons, just unlimited weapons, honestly. Yeah. And they got Tom, just proven playoff quarterback. But you know, I'm going to be cheering for the football team in this. Yeah. One. I'm, I would not be unhappy if they if they uh, messed up my bracket. Right. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that'll be that'll cap off the Saturday night games, and then 
uh, onto the Sunday night or the Sunday games. Uh, pretty good slate as well. It starts off with the number four Titans versus the number five Ravens in the AFC at 12:40, and this is actually a rematch of last year's divisional round where Tennessee won 28 to 12, and that was actually a pretty big upset at the time. Well, I wouldn't say pretty big, but Tennessee came into that game nine and seven. Baltimore came to that game 14 and two. Last year was Lamar Jackson's MVP year, um, and Lamar, that's that's been his knock. I mean, he's 0-2 in the playoffs. He turned the ball over three times in last year's game, although he did throw like, like for 300-plus yards and rushed mm-hmm. for like 100-plus, so you can't really blame it on him. But again, you can't turn the ball over. Um, so yeah, and Derrick Henry ran for 195 yards on 30 carries. So I, I think it's no secret what the Titans are going to do in this game. But No secret at all. Yeah. They're going to be feeding Derrick Henry been their only avenue of winning uh i mean it's going to continue their defense has been nothing short of atrocious um i mean they just gave up what like 38 points to the texans, texans. Yeah. just ridiculous so i mean and, and like i mean you got the ravens coming they're one of the hottest teams in football right now they're coming off a 400 yard rushing game against i mean the jaguars but still <laughs> like they, they've been just making mockeries of terrible defenses these past couple weeks and the titans just cannot stop the run lately i see the ravens running all over they can't stop a nosebleed yeah they throw that three-headed monster at you with jk dobbins gus edwards lamar jackson yeah Yeah. Um, how do you how do you you scheme for that i think the interesting thing will be if baltimore is forced to air it out and just how lamar he he needs to sign this narrative he needs to win a fucking playoff game really does. nobody's questioning his greatness um you know, I think some people still kind of question his ability as a passer. Um, and, you know, I don't think he has the weapons that, you know, can, you can kind of judge him. Like Marquise Brown is a good receiver, but struggles with drops. And then like Willie Sneed. Um, so I just think if the if Baltimore is forced to air it out, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Lamar can do it. Frankly, I think that that'll be a question for the next round of the playoffs. I don't think that they will be forced to air it out. I don't think this Tennessee defense is going to stop them on the ground. So I don't think they're going to have to resort to that. I actually think the Titans, I mean, the Ravens have a pretty solid defense there. I think they're going to scheme to just stop Derrick Henry, something that this previous week, I mean, like everybody knew Tana, Derrick Henry. Tannehill is no slouch, though. No, yeah, it, exactly. It's just like he's going to have to step up big if this Ravens defense can find a way to shut down Derrick. So... It'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. This is another game I'm really looking forward to. They played earlier in the year, and it was an OT battle, and uh, the Titans won on, like, a Derrick Henry 30-yard rush or something. So this is bound to be um, a close game. If you had to pick, who you got? I'm going Ravens just because I don't think this Titans defense can do much of anything. Um, and I, I think that Lamar's got something to prove here. Um, and I think that they just have more weapons right now. Yeah, I'll go Titans to play devil's advocate. Um, I had Derrick Henry in a couple fantasy leagues. He's just so much fun to watch. <laughs> just a monster. Yeah, he's so much fun to watch. You know, Baltimore had the, the COVID issues recently, but, I, you know, hopefully that's in the in the back burner for them now. But, yeah, this will be a really fun game to watch on, on Sunday. Um, and then... On Sunday, that game is followed up by the Saints versus the Bears in the number two versus number seven matchup. Um, I don't know. Is there any chance Chicago can make it happen? Here's what I got to say about this game. First of all, these are maybe my two least favorite games. <laughs> in the yeah, this NFL. one's going to be tough to I, watch. I hope they both find a way to lose. <laughs> but I think that Drew Brees has been not himself this year. I would and agree. I mean, he's just 
has not looked good well, at all. He's planning and on retiring after the season, it sounds he is, like. He is. But, you know, the Saints just – it doesn't seem to matter. They're so stacked at every position. Yeah, I think the only way the Bears really stand a chance is if, one, that defense can really step up, get to Drew Brees, um, make him look real bad, or, you know, just have a miracle happen and Mitch Trubisky looks like a just a real quarterback for once. Well, he's an interesting guy. I, I love the Mitch Trubisky um, dilemma. Because they, I don't know, he's looked good at times. Yeah, and at times he has. And, you know, when he brings that intensity to his game, like, he's got, like, again, he's got tools. Like, he's athletic, he's big, he can throw, but he just, he's got that Christian ponder in him that just can't seem to make a decision. Yeah, like he can't get out of his own way type of thing. Um, But that Bears offense, they've scored, well, they scored 30 points in four straight weeks from week 13 to week 16. Um, again, they played some cupcake defenses, the Lions, Texans, again. So maybe we see a common theme there. Um, and then the Vikings, sadly. And then the, <laughs> and then the Jags. Um, and, you know, tr- they were talking about Trubisky, too, on ESPN today. And they were kind of comparing him to Josh Allen a little bit in the sense that similar tools, you know, got the height, got the speed, got the big arm. So it's just like if you surround Trubisky with the right – coach the right system you know can he really take off yeah not to mention like josh allen was a pretty incompetent quarterback before which i kind of forgot yeah and like exactly everybody forgets about that now because oh you add stefan diggs and all of a sudden here we go he's got weapons he's got confidence and like and don't like don't underrate the fact that a like, people hear what you're saying about him. Like, Chicago is a big market, and they've never been easy on their quarterbacks. Just ask Jay Cutler. And right. Kirk Cousins hears what Vikings fans say about him. Trubisky hears what Chicago fans say about him. And I think it really eats away at a guy. Yeah. Well, and he was a number two draft pick? or He was a first-rounder. I can tell you he went ahead of Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know. It'll be an interesting game. David Montgomery has been running really well for the Bears, too. Former um, Iowa State product. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I think we're just going to plug plug Iowa State on every podcast, probably. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't think the Bears can do it, um, no, no matter I, how badly. I don't think they're a player. Yeah. They just sneaked in there. Um, give me the Saints. Um, hopefully they lose. If both teams could lose, that'd be great. Um and then the nightcap on Sunday is uh, the rematch. I think, is it AFC South? Steelers-Browns? Or? AFC. I don't know. Divisions that well. Something. Whatever. Something. Oh, AFC North. AFC That's North. It is. Yep. Um, are, is the Ravens and AFC North, too? Are they all yeah, they, the same division? Yep, yep. Wow. So it's solid division. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, yeah, number three Steelers versus number six Browns. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, Stefanski won't be available that's tough. Two other coaches tested positive. Two players tested positive uh, for COVID-19 and won't be available. One player was a wide receiver, um, Hodge or something, I think his name was. And then one, uh, the other player was Joel Batonio. I think I'm probably butchering that name, but he's a, he's a <laughs> Pro Bowl guard. So yeah, it's just a tough loss. And the Stefanski thing is, is a problem. I mean, not to have your shot caller over there. It's your first time in the playoffs since... 2002 it almost feels like it's just piling on the Browns at this point I will say I mean the the guy stepping up Van Pelt he is a proven play caller I mean he he was I believe Aaron Rodgers quarterback coach at one point I I think um but yeah I mean Stefanski has been the steady hand 
just guiding this team all season. Right. So that's well, and I that's think tough. I think you know Stefanski probably deserves a lot of the credit for Baker's success. So and, much, right? You know, getting that run game going and, and then mixing in the play action, um, really kind of like a Minnesota Vikings formula. You yeah, know, he really and, did you know, kind of bring it over it, there. He really did, and it it's fit perfectly with two solid running backs, good line, you know, good solid defense there well yeah i go back to the the monday night game between the browns and the ravens where they put up like 40 plus points Mm -hmm. um and i I was just so impressed with that team you know that offense they the kareem hunt nick chubb combo i mean that's just lethal and they know their identity um and you know the steelers who have kind of i don't know like not been playing well coming into the playoffs you talk about teams getting hot you know that's a team that hasn't really you know they kind of lulled their way into the playoffs but this just feels like a big setback and I don't know if you postpone the game but it doesn't sound like they're gonna postpone the game the only reason they would is for health reasons and safety reasons not competitive reasons right I mean every other team has had to deal with the same shit yeah so yeah that's just a tough break for uh Cleveland but I mean do you think they can still do it can they still find a way well, I mean, this honestly was my uh, my second of two for games to be looking out for this weekend, mm-hmm. just because I think it's, you know, third matchup between these teams as well. Um, and, you know, like, man, I had the Browns. I did. I picked the Browns. And then once I heard about Stefanski, I was just like, you know, I feel like that's just going to be the edge that the Steelers need. I mean, Mike Tomlin's been here before. Big Ben's been here before. And Baker just has that tendency to just, I don't know, just fall apart sometimes. Yeah. It's just the trust is not there for me. So, I mean, I'm picking the Steelers. I think that the Browns for absolutely have the talent to win this game. But, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, you talked a little bit about ben, Big Ben and, like, how different the offense is. You know, they – I'm not super impressed with Pittsburgh. And when even when they were undefeated, people were like, this might be the worst – undefeated yeah this might be the worst undefeated team i agree yeah yeah so i mean we were talking about them maybe being the best team and the number one seed in the afc over the chiefs and then now i don't know can they even beat the fucking browns you know yeah i think yeah i think this will get i think this game was gonna be a really good game as well you know um i i don't really know to what capacity stefanski's even allowed to be involved in well game prep yeah that's an interesting thing too because their practice facility i think is closed right now so they can't even fucking practice i mean so yeah that's just can't be good for you know mentality before a game just everything's out of whack right originally i was just like oh just stick stefanski up in a booth somewhere and have him call plays from up there but it doesn't seem like that's a possibility um i don't know it's just weird i feel bad too because the browns were so promising this year. yeah yeah it's a shame um do you think i mean do you still see the steelers as legit contenders for no no yeah i I don't either (laughs) i think there's at least three teams that are better than them in the afc right now yeah yeah so that's kind of the rundown it'll be a fun a fun weekend of games um no doubt and then obviously the packers and the chiefs uh got the bye do you think it's the the Chiefs super bowl to lose at this point or how are you viewing that oh see i think i think it's tough because I mean, Mahomes only lost one game this year, so you have to respect that. They won the championship last year, so you have to respect that. But I've watched a lot of Chiefs games this year. You know, like my brother's from KC. I I watch a lot of games with him, um, and they just haven't impressed me that much. I mean, they always seem to be behind in games. I know that they can kind of just turn it on and score infinite points whenever they want, 
but they they look vulnerable. And you know, the other team, my my other brother, just happens to be from upstate New York, also watched a lot of Bills this year, and that team just hasn't had that you know weird like tendency to just not be able to turn it on for quarters at a time. I don't know. Yeah, the Chiefs are kind of an interesting story because. How many games have they lost, you said? Like one or two? They've lost two, two. but Mahomes has oh, only lost one yeah, game. Yeah, because they benched all their guys in Week 17. Um, you know, a lot of their wins, too, were like one-possession games against right? bad teams. Just close. And, and, like, strength of schedule just wasn't really that tough. Yeah, kind of similar to, like, what we were talking about with Russell Wilson in Seattle, though. If you give me Kansas City down three with the ball with, like, two minutes left, give me Kansas City. They're, yeah, they're winning. I mean, and like like I said, they're not – they're they're totally used to coming from behind. They did it all last year in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's hard not to pick them right. just because, you know, they're so, so talented. Yeah, the but. weapons on offense, just tough to match. Um, do you see the the Bills? I mean, we kind of asked this. The Bills is the biggest threat. I mean, they're they're scary. I, I love the Bills. Yeah. I love everything about the Bills this year. And, you know, like I said, it's all about getting hot at the right time, and the Bills are hot yeah. right now. Yep, yep. And then... The Packers are the one seed in the NFC. Do you think they are coming out of the NFC, or how do you see that shaking out? I love the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Don't Jake say that Sozel, with Jake here. Yeah. Jake Sozel in attendance. I know I'm a big Vikings fan, but you know, Lambeau all throughout the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers going to be in that white turtleneck, playoff beard in hand. I don't think there's another quarterback in the NFC that can even grow a playoff beard. I mean, the guy... <laughs> is going to look good, and it's just so fun to watch him play. I, I think that if playoffs are going through Lambeau, I mean, this is really their year. I yeah, think. so how many Super Bowls does Rodgers have? Does he have one? Just, just one, the one yeah. win? Um, yeah, I don't know. The Packers, and I don't know who – I'm NFC just feels kind of soft this year. I mean, It does. This is the first year that I can remember that the AFC just seems like it's just stronger. Yeah top to bottom yeah and you know aaron Rodgers is probably this year's mvp yeah in my book yeah I, no I think um so yeah who okay super bowl <laughs> predictions well let's hear it right now so obviously i just said i got the packers going from the nfc okay. i got the bills going from the afc okay. <laughs> you know that's my heart and soul team right there and strictly because i don't want to hear any shit from jake i got the bills taking it for the first time yeah i see so many similarities between the bills organization and the vikings organization they're really just the vikings of the afc four super bowl losses all theirs in a row yeah. just a heartbroken fran- franchise great fans i would love to see them win a title yeah hopefully they can write the you shit know, at the same time like i i love aaron Rodgers. it's so fun to watch him play but and like he deserves a title he's maybe like, somehow underrated in his career yeah it's interesting like, just such a good quarterback yeah his his down years are career years for most quarterbacks as he said yeah. <laughs> like i said it really comes down to just me as a vikings fan not wanting to see another <laughs> packer title but i i do think that they're gonna be right there yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on the limb here i'm gonna take uh the bears over the colts in the super bowl <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm going to go Chalk. Give me the – well, I'll go Chiefs. And then, man, I don't know. I almost – like, who else can you pick? I almost feel like I can't pick anybody other than the Packers in the NFC. Right, it's just like, I don't know. Maybe like, the I Saints have, if things go right for them. and I could maybe see 
I don't know, because like I just can't see the Bucks. I can't see the Bucks going into Lambeau and winning. I mean, like, yeah. what are you gonna throw deep balls in Lambeau with a forty-three-year-old quarterback? I don't think so. And I think Tom. Yeah, I think Tom can get flustered. I mean, for yeah. as great as he is. Yeah, and just if he doesn't Saints, start off the first quarter with like two, three touchdowns, and he gets down. I mean, I, and the Saints is just like I don't really trust Breeze at all right now. They do have the running game, but it's more of like a passing running game, honestly. Yeah, so I don't know about that either. And they've got a frankly, defense though. They do have that going for them. Yeah, yeah, they do. But frankly, I think that the one team that could maybe do it. If and they and this is a huge if because they just have not shown it to me at all. The second half of the season is the Seahawks. I mean, they were dominant the first half of the year. Russell Wilson is a proven Super Bowl caliber quarterback, yeah. MVP caliber ugh, caliber quarterback. He's got the weapons. They've got the defense. They can run the ball. Like it's just a matter of like I don't know what's going on there right now. But if they can just somehow get it together at the right time, I think that they could make a run. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, and they've, I mean, they've proven to be able to win in cold weather, too. They just, that defense, though, I mean, how good are they, really? How good is the O-line? I mean, it's just a like, lot of feel, questions right, a lot of questions in the NFC. Um, but, yeah, give me Chiefs, and I'll take the Saints. I'll go Chiefs-Saints, <laughs> Chiefs over Saints. Um, so, yeah, we'll, you know, it'll be a fun weekend of football, um, and I'm sure you'll be hearing us recap the games probably on next week's pod or something, but. Yeah, that's that's the uh the pregame pregame oh, show. Just a just a final note here. I kind of forgot to mention this. Um, just you know, as we're wrapping up with my my pick being the Bills, mm-hmm. another Viking great. It's finding a lot of success elsewhere. Defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. I mean, he came nice. on in 2017 with the Bills before Josh Allen was there. Got him to the playoffs pretty much all because of his defense. They have been cooking ever since he's been there, and now just another asset to that team. Um, I don't know. I just thought I'd give out the shout-out there. Yeah, definitely. Leslie Leslie definitely deserves some praise. He wasn't terrible in Minnesota either as a coach. I think he wasn't super. I mean, didn't have a lot. He didn't have a quarterback. He didn't have a Christian Ponder. Yeah, like Josh Freeman for a bit. made the playoffs with AP, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so go Bills, I guess. (laughs) We'll be rooting for them. All right, so you guys are almost done listening to us here, but we got to close it out with, while we're giving our 100% accurate predictions, um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the uh, college football championship game that's coming up on... So that game is coming up on Monday, um, if they can get it in. Ohio State's dealing with some COVID stuff right now, too. Um, so there have been rumblings of maybe postponing that game, but kind of too early to tell. Um, Alabama's 12-0. and Ohio State's seven and zero, one versus three. Who you got? You know, Nick Saban's daughter, I think, is providing all the motivation Justin Fields needs. <laughs> I mean, accusing them of using COVID nineteen as an excuse not to play—what a ridiculous! I mean, thing she's got to be joking. Just insane. You know, I mean, well, I don't. We'll see how the, the virus things pan out for Ohio. But oh man, would I love to see them take down Bama. Uh, yeah. fellow Big Ten school, love love watching Justin Fields play football. Um, Godsy per- God performance last. Uh, oh last my game goodness, fun to watch, Clemson. fun to watch football. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be ballsy here. I'm gonna go with OSU just because that's who I want to cheer for in the game. Yeah. Um, who do you got? <laughs> I got Bama. Give me Bama. Okay. <laughs> Give me Heisman winner Devontae Smith. Bama. Twenty Chiefs. TDs on the year. Bama yep. and Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, Hot I really takes. like the underdogs. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, that'll be a fun game. Alabama's 
62.5% favorite. Um, not sure what the line is. Oh, it looks like eight-point favorites. So make of that what you will. I don't know. I just think, I mean, it's just so tough to keep pace with Alabama. They're just always so much better than I, everybody yeah. else. Realist- you know, realistically, realistically yeah. it'll, be, it'll be bad for OSU. But. <laughs> yeah, they're an NFL team in college football every year. But, um, yeah, so that game's on Monday if it goes as scheduled. But, yeah, I think that's just about going to do it for us. Um, Evan, any closing remarks? I mean, Closing remarks got to be, uh, you know, let's go Bills. Don't Please don't lose in the first round of the Colts. Don't embarrass <laughs> imagine, me. Um, imagine. You know, uh, I think uh, things will look up here for the Vikings. I mean, we really only can look up moving forward here in 2021. I'm excited for playoff football this weekend. Um, and yeah. I'm excited for OSU to expose Nick Saban's daughter. Um, <laughs> other than that, it's been really fun. I've, I've enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, obviously, for coming on. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, go check out the the website for Sports Unleashed. We got... Zos coming in with a with a heater on the blogs um tonight or tomorrow tonight <laughs> he's, he's signaling to me tonight um so yeah again www.sportsunleashed.org yeah um, stay tuned with those blogs they're fun to write and have yeah. some good takes coming your way so yeah definitely uh, i think you can subscribe just by typing in your email and then you'll get notified uh when any posts go up um and again the instagram social medias all that good stuff will be on the website so that's really where you can find anything you need but um other than that that's that's gonna wrap it up so uh happy wednesday to everybody uh enjoy this weekend of football should be some really good games and yeah take care we'll talk to you guys soon